been uh, started to share about prayer last week and we talked about our father and uh, the fact that God is a good father and this week I want to talk about and I'm not I'm not per se don't think I'm going to go through the whole Lord's Prayer I don't know that I am I don't think so but um, today I am going on with hallowed be thy name because I think when we pray when we pray we need to have an understanding about God's name <clears throat> The word hallowed means to make holy, to give honor, respect, and to separate, to make holy. Now, you know, it says hallowed be thy name, and we're to hallow his name. We're to make his name holy. But I just want to remind us that God's name is holy irregardless of us. You know, you know we need to make his name holy in our lives and all. But, you know, his name is holy apart from us. He is holy. Because he is God. In Philippians, the second chapter, the ninth verse, it says, Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name. His name is holy. His name is above every other name. Now, that's, that's irregardless of what we do. You know, irregardless of what you do, his name is above every other name, and his name is holy. And he is God. And he is God. But for us, I believe it's important to realize that in our lives, we need to make his name holy. We need to make his name holy in our lives, in what we do, in what we say, in who we are. And so that's what I want to think about today is how do we make his name holy? What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, I believe, first of all, we can do it. and We have to do it starting with our minds. You know, it's how you think. You know, it's how you see God. What's your perception of who he is? How do, you, how do you see him in your life? How do you see him in the universe? Is he just a man upstairs? You know, you hear that a lot. Well, he's, he's the man upstairs. Well, is he just the man upstairs? Is that how you see him? That he's up there somewhere that he's afar off? He's good to have around in case I need something. You know, in case something comes up. Or is he a living God that dwells within us? And we have to we have to we have to personally make that decision in our minds. Who is he? In Colossians, in Colossians the third chapter. In Colossians the third chapter, beginning at the first verse. It says, Then if you were raised with Christ, set your Set the, seek those things which are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. In verse 2, it says, set your mind on things above. Set your mind. Decide. You know, we have to make a decision of some kind of who is God. Who is he? Is he who he says he is? You know, I'm not going to change that. I'm not going to change who he is, but I'm going to change who I believe he is. Who I believe he is. You know, and I have to set my mind on things above. I have to decide. It has to be settled. It has to be settled that he is who he is. That he is the name that's above every other name. You know, that's so important, I think, in and, and nowadays, maybe more than others, but you know, folks, as we listen to the news, and you know, I talk about it, but you know, as you listen to the news, 
I urge you to remember his name is above every other name you hear on the news. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. But his name is above every other name. You know, he's ultimately the one that's in charge. Now, I realize he lets us make choices and all those things, but ultimately he's in charge. And his name is above every other name. So as Christians, we set our mind on things above. We set our mind on what God thinks, on what God says, on what his word says. And we make that decision. We make that decision that he is holy. He is a holy God. And he is who he says he is. In Matthew, the 12th chapter, beginning at the 34th verse. It's Jesus is talking here and he says, he says, you brood of vipers. And, you know, I, I guess I just want to stop there. I, I, I'm reminded of people that always say, you know, Jesus is always nice to everybody. You know, I believe he loves everybody. But, you know, he called him a brood of vipers. You know, he, 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 didn't, he did say the way things were, okay? So he says, you brood of vipers. Um, he says, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of an evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that every idle word men speak, they will give an account for in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Okay, a couple things here. It says what? Out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of what I've decided and what lives within me, my mouth speaks. You know, people don't just say things that's not inside of them. Okay? You know, whatever's inside of you, it comes out. Now, sometimes we can hide it. And we know we shouldn't say things, so we kind of try to keep it under control. But I want to tell you something. Put enough heat on anybody, and it'll come out. That's when it comes out. It's kind of like a boiling pot. You just keep turning the heat up, and eventually it comes out. And it says, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. So out of the abundance of what I've decided, out of the abundance of what I believe, out of the abundance of what dwells within me, my mouth speaks. So it's important that we set our mind on things above. It's important that we have it inside of us. We have it inside of us so that when something happens, good things come out of our mouth. Good things come out of our mouth. And, and it first starts, I believe, with our minds. If we're going to make God's name holy, we have, to make that, we have to get that decision settled inside of us. Who is he? Is he says he is who he says he is. And if he is, then where do I put my trust and do I believe him? So once we get that settled, then this verse says that out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. And it says we're going to be judged by every word. You know, it says by every idle word. Oh, you know, that idle word bothers me. That means the things I say without thinking. You know, the idle words. The things that kind of just come out of me. I go, oh, wish I hadn't said that. Wished I hadn't said that. You know? So it is also we honor him and we holy, make his name holy with our lips. With our lips. It's what we say. It's what we say. 
And it's what comes out of our mouth. So, you know, you can try to control your mouth. The Bible says that the tongue, who can, who can tame it? You know, tongue's an unruly thing. Who can tame it? Well, part of the problem is, if we haven't got it settled inside of us, the tongue just runs wild. And so once we settle inside of us who God is and, and how we ought to conduct ourselves, then it starts to be different how we speak. I found over the years that when, when people make a decision to accept Christ and try to follow him, that all of a sudden something happens and people start to recognize that something's happened in people's lives. And what they see and hear is their mouth is different. They can tell something's happened. Now, I don't believe it all always happens immediately and everything, you know, all the bad things go away. But the Bible says we work out our salvation with fear and trembling and so we start to process but if it changes in my heart then people even around me recognize that you know what they're different and that's got to be what they see maybe in my actions but also in my words you know you start to you start to talk different you start to not participate in things like you used to you know you're, you know, and I know it's hard sometimes, and we have to be very careful that when we're in situations, if you're around people who use bad language and don't honor the Lord's name, that it's sometimes easy to get caught up in that, and all of a sudden you find yourself participating. But as Christians, we have to realize we have to honor his name. We have to honor his name. So we need to be careful. We need to watch our lips. We need to watch our lips. We need to watch what we say. In Psalms 98, and of course the Bible's full of full of times and, and uh, things that we should say, but I'm looking in Psalm 98, for, excuse me, Psalm 96, verse 2. It says, Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. And then on down in verse 8, it says, Give the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. This is talking about with our lips, we begin to honor him. We begin to worship him. We worship him with our lips, what we say. And we bless his name. We bless his name. We bless his name because that's who he is. He's the name that's above every other name. His name is, is right on top. And we bless his name with our lips, with what we say. Now that sounds like worship. And for a lot of us, when we think worship, we think, well, that's what we do on Sunday morning, and, and that is what we do on Sunday morning. But, you know, it's not just Sunday morning. That's probably easy, relatively. I mean, if you get in a crowd and everybody's worshiping, it's kind of like, okay, that's what you're supposed to do. So that's a, that's a fairly easy time to worship. You know, it's not like, oh, I don't know if I ought to say the right words now. You know, this is not a temptation time. This is not a time when I, I wonder what to say. It's kind of like, okay, this is a time that we worship him. But you know, it's not just then. It's not just then. But our worship, I believe, is every day of our life. Our worship is, what do I do tomorrow? What do I do the next day? What do I do when things don't go right? What do I do when things aren't the way I think they ought to be? Then what's my worship? Then how do I honor his name? How do I make his name holy when things aren't going right? 
You know, I just I just had a text recently, and it, the text went, I don't know if I'm coming to church. Things aren't going right in my life. I'm kind of mad at God right now. Now, you know, a lot of people won't be honest enough and say it, and I appreciate the honesty. But, you know, I think sometimes even all of us are at, at different points in that. Where, you know, we worship when everything's going good and we worship when, when everything's great and all, but, you know, is it well with my soul when things are tough? When it's a hard time? How's my worship then? You know, how's my worship when things aren't going the way I want them to? How's my worship at work? You know, I believe you can worship at work. I don't, I don't know that you can verbally worship at work. Maybe if you're in a position, you can do that. If you're a truck driver, I suppose you can. You know, you're probably not going to bother anybody. But in some places, I don't recommend that, that you worship during work. But you can worship on the inside. You know, we can have an attitude of worship. We can have an attitude of honoring God's name. We can have an attitude of blessing him. You know, Jesus one time said, as we do it unto others, we do it unto him. Maybe sometimes our worship is related to how we treat other people. How we conduct ourselves. And so, so we think about our lips and how we worship. What we say. What we do. You know, it's so important. How we glorify him. Who holds the highest place of honor in our life? You know, with our lips... We make his name holy. And then sometimes, you know, with our lips, we don't always do so good. In, in James, in James, the uh, third chapter. James, the third chapter, beginning at the eighth verse, it says, No man can tame the tongue. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the image of God. Out of the mouth proceed blessing and cursing, my brethren. These things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt, water, and fresh. Who can tame the tongue? You know, when you think about honoring his name, it gets down to things we say. And it says, you know, sometimes we say good things and sometimes we say things we, we shouldn't. And the Bible says it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. It says, you know, we're either one or the other. In Exodus 27, one of the Lord's commandments is don't take his name in vain. The Lord will hold us guilty if we take his name in vain. Using the Lord's name in vain, flippantly flippantly we don't just throw his name around it's the name that's above every other name his name is holy and how we use his name says what we think about him and his name sometimes we maybe try to not get real serious about how we use his name you know use it in the wrong way we we kind of try to flower it up a little bit or use alternatives you know, something that was put inside of me as a young person was there are no alternatives. The alternatives are the same as using his name in vain. Darn is the same as damn. Oh my gosh is the same as oh my God. 
you're just kind of trying to come up with another something to cover it up. OMG is using his name in vain. How many times do we see people use, or maybe us, use his name in vain? In vain. It says we don't, we're not to use his name in vain. We need to be careful with our lips. We need to make his name holy. We don't use his name to damn people or damn things. You know, Mary told a story. She was in school this year and she said, she was talking about building dams to hold water back and she said dam and one of the kids said oh you said a bad word mary goes no there is such a thing as a dam <laughs> you know but for a lot of times you know we're using his name to damn things and sometimes we use his name to try to make a point we want to make it we want to let people know we're serious so boy we're going to throw his name in there don't use his name to make a point let your yes be yes and your no be no. And you don't have to use his name to put emphasis on what you're saying. You don't have to use his name when you get angry to get at somebody. We're to make his name holy. Holy. He's, he's holy. His name's above every other name. So as Christians, we need to think about it. We need to think about it. We need to ask the Holy Spirit inside of us to remind us when we use his name in vain. You know? Maybe this week sometime you'll, something will come out and you'll go, oh, that's right. The Holy Spirit can remind us, wow, that's not, that's not how you use his name. So we have to be very careful. It's a name that's, that's holy. And we need to make it holy. That's something we can do. That's something we can do. We can express the holiness of God to those around us. We can let them know what he means to us what he means to us, and not use his name in vain. And then I believe we can make his, his name holy with our lives. We make his name holy with how we live. You know, how we conduct ourselves. In Mark, Mark the ninth chapter, Mark the ninth chapter, the 41st verse, It says, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name because you belong to Christ, as surely I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. A cup of water in Jesus' name. Now, you know, I think a lot of times we don't realize the importance of simple things. The importance of simple things. A cup of water. Doing something for somebody. Doing something simple. Doing it representing the Lord. Do it in His name. I believe a lot of times it's the little things that make a difference. I know it's the little things that destroy things. And I believe also it's the little things we do that make a difference in the world around us. And we can all do little things. We can all do kindnesses to one another. We can all do things that represent Christ and honor him and do things in his name. A cup of water. I mean, when you're thirsty, a cup of water is pretty neat. I mean, when you're thirsty, you know, when you're hungry, food's nice. When you're tired, comfort is nice. 
when you're wore out, a helping hand is nice. There's a lot of things we can do in his name. Our lives, how we conduct ourselves can make his name holy. Make his name holy. It can make a difference. It can make a difference. In Luke, Luke 9, Luke 9, verse 46. A dispute arose among them as to which of them would be greatest. And Jesus, perceiving the thought of their heart, took a little child and set him by him. And he said to them, whoever receives this little child in my name receives me. And who receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is the least among you, he will be great. Receive a little child in his name. Receive how we treat people in his name. How we treat people. And I believe it's how we treat the insignificant people. You know, sometimes we think children are insignificant. You know, sometimes we think people that can't meet our standards are insignificant. Older people become insignificant. Sorry about that. I'm getting there. You know, I don't believe that's true. But I believe sometimes we begin to treat people who are not exactly the ones that can carry out what we want as insignificant. We need to realize, folks, it's receiving everyone in his name. Receiving everyone in his name. That we can honor him. We can honor his name by what we do, how we talk, how we conduct ourselves, how we live our life. How we live our life, our lives can honor him. Now, I, we're not perfect, folks. You know, it, it's not saying you have to be perfect. You know, none of us are, and we're, we're, we're just not going to get there. So, you know, we work towards it maybe, but we're not going to get there. But by the same token, I believe we have to accept responsibility. After we believe we have to accept responsibility for what we do, what we say, our lives how we conduct ourselves. And the decision starts with, you know what? I believe God is who he says he is. I believe he says he's the name that's above every other name, and I believe that. And because he's the name that's above every other name, I honor him. I honor him. And I honor him with my thoughts, my lips, my words, my actions, what I do, how I live. Knowing that it's not perfect, but that's my desire. That's, what, that's where I head towards. That's what I want to do. And then I believe we can say, Lord, holy is your name. Holy is your name. Holy is your name in my life. Holy is your name to me. Holy is your name to me. You know, I believe that's a challenge for us. You know, some days it's more of a challenge than others. Depends what's going on, you know. If Mary's nice to me, it's pretty good. You know, she's being nice and does what I want. Why, you know, then I can honor the Lord real well, you know. But it's when things don't always go right. When things don't always go our way. When we're tested. When we're tested, when we're tried. When we're 
whatever. That's when we really have to make the choice. That's when we really have to make the choice. Lord, hallowed be your name. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you are who you are. You said in your word that I am who I am. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the name that's above every other name. And Lord, we honor you and give you praise and thanks for that. And then, Lord, I pray you'd help us to honor you with our lips, honor you with our lives, that we would make you holy to those around us and to ourselves. Lord, forgive us for those times when we fail, but, but Lord, help us to have that set inside of us that we would set our mind on things above so that we would be what you want us to be. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit would just speak to our hearts this week. Lord, at those times when we slip, the Lord, you would remind us that your name is holy. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for the rain that you sent this week. Lord, we thank you for providing for us and caring for us. Lord, I pray if anyone has a need for prayer this morning, Lord, you'd encourage them to come up and, and see me and let, I'd be glad to pray with them this morning. Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that doesn't know you as their father, they're not one of your children, Lord, I pray you'd encourage them to come up and, and let me pray with them about that, that they might receive you as their father. Lord, we thank you for your love for each of us. Lord, be with us now as we depart and just bless us throughout this week. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.